Attention, Pokemon players. You are listening to Triple P, the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. On today's episode, Chuck gets close. Jake has some ups and downs. And we talk about the community's disappointment. How are we doing today, Chuck? How are we doing? I'm doing good. Uh, it's a little hot of right now in the house. Uh, my air conditioner broke, so Uh-oh. no AC, and it's you know, you know, a nice hot week. So waiting on that to get fixed. But yeah, other than that, it's like uh, you know somebody that used to work on air conditioning units right over here. Ah, uh, I mean. Yeah, I didn't have to call you honestly to. I, I mean, I knew you weren't going to be able to come out and fix it, but I kind of figured the problem. We just, uh, we still have our home warranty from buying a new home. There thing. you go. So uh, we just called that in. The guy came out, uh, just waiting on a part to come in. Uh, yeah. So the blower went bad on the AC furnace. So uh, they, yeah, waiting the for furnace that part. portion. Yeah. So he's going to. Throw that back in, and then we'll be all good to go. Very cool. Well, I'm sorry that you're in the heat, um, but you know, transitioning into your week. I mean, obviously, or, or this weekend. Uh, obviously, we went to both of us went to a cup, um, and there was a lot of really good players there. Yeah, yeah, it was that was a pretty uh, exclamation point to my week because I did do two challenges during the week too, but uh, there was a. Uh, quite a crew of uh, people playing. When you show up at a uh, a lowly league cup, and then you're like, and then you just see Tricky Jim walk in, and you're like, Andrew Mahone himself is like, oh <laughs> man, man came in to try and take some league, uh, get some league cup points. Plus, I mean, we saw Steuben there, uh, and he brought a big old crew from his neck of the woods. Yeah. So uh, as well as, I mean, Andrew Mahone didn't come by himself. Uh, Jesse Parker was there with him. So. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of really good big big name players there, and uh, it was a fun cup to be at. For sure. Um, I mean, obviously it didn't go well for me uh, for that one, uh, but but previous to that, uh, I did a challenge uh, again at Sports Car Junction, actually. It was kind of our uh, friendly fire tournament where, you know, the majority of the team was there. I ended up uh, going, I think it was 3-1 again. Um, I'm, I'm pretty consistent with going 3-1s at Cup so far uh, and taking in 10 points. So that was my third challenge uh, while taking in points. But then obviously we went to that uh, the Cup there, uh, Empire Games, I think it was called, uh, in Ohio. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, had a couple, um, yeah, it was the second time there. The first time was uh, successful for me. This time, not so much. Like the first game. Uh, I had a really good opening hand. Had again, I was playing uh, Chen Pao. Had two battle VIP passes plus a Frigid Backs. I was thinking, okay, let's go. And I was playing against Guardi, uh, especially going first. No, actually, I'm sorry, I was going second. Uh, but still being a- being able to like get two Frigid Backs out it still feels pretty good. Uh, went to go check my prizes, and lo and behold, uh, my other two fr- uh, Frigid Backs was uh, prized. Uh, alongside my heavy ball. Um, so all I could do is get one out there and hope it wasn't sniped. Uh, and it definitely was. They uh, they got out. Um, Curselia uh, sniped me. Uh, even though I got Lost, uh, Lost City out and started, you know, putting, you know, Pokemon into the Lost Zone, it didn't matter. Uh, by the time I, every time I did take a prize, I, I, I mean, the first prize I took, I did get a Frigidbacks and it was swiftly knocked out again. Uh, so that was kind of how my day went game two. 
um, had a good opening hand. Then, uh, then I was Iono path and got nothing. <laughs> so the, my first two games were pretty frustrating. Uh, but sometimes that, that kind of, you know, that variance hits sometime. I was on a pretty good roll before that, uh, with pretty smooth, um, you know, hands at least, uh, but every time, so often it happens, but you know, um, still early in the season. So we have plenty of time to go to try to make up some of those points we did not uh, achieve, but uh, all in all, I would say uh, really well-run event uh, for sure. And next time they have a cup, I, I plan on coming back. Yeah. Nice. Uh, before, before I just want to ask you before I go into my challenging cup weekend. Yeah. Um, how did you like Chen Pao over the, the, the tournament runs? Do you think, I mean, I've played thumbs it now up, in thumbs down. I don't know, or like, what do you think? I'm I'm sorry, you broke up there. Um, with uh, the is it like a thumbs up? You like it? Oh, I still love down? the deck. I still love the deck. Um, I feel like generally, um, it sets up really consistently. Um, at least a good you know eighty eighty five percent of the time. Um, and even when you you know, you know maybe get a little bit of an awkward start, it still has a lot of comeback potential. Um, you know, uh, I've played in now three challenges in one cup, plus a couple, you know, just random, uh, you know, league nights, uh, for not much on the table. Uh, it feels smooth. Uh, it has good matchup spread. If, you know, if everything's equal, if both sides are doing what they want to do, um, against, you know, Lhasa, we, we, uh, you know, yeah, we had Jared on last week, uh, talking about Shen Pao. Um, and, you know, kind of the matchup spreads there, but, it, it you know, it does do well against Lost Box and Guardi, especially with Lost City there, um, you know, taking, you know, knockouts, putting those guys there. Uh, even in the game I lost um, in round one, I was still almost, you know, I was in the cusp of being, you know, having a chance to win just because of Lost City and not having energy acceleration. Uh, so the, the deck still feels really great. Uh, it's a fast deck. So if you want to, you know, best of three, best of one, just trying to finish games quickly, um, you're probably going to do it with uh, with uh, Pao. All right, cool. I just want to get your take on it because I'm I'm interested in giving it uh, a, a more go um, because my week um, I went back to. Uh, I went I played Sables Art all week because I had a cup challenge. I mean, remember from last week I had a challenge on Wednesday uh, and then Friday, and then we went to the cup on Saturday. So Wednesday I did well, three one with Sablezard uh, mm -hmm. lost in what was like basically whoever wins this is first place kind of game. Um, right. Uh, so uh, we lost that against a guard of guardboard matchup, which he was not excited about, but uh, I just had uh, a bad start and then played greedy. Um, so uh, and I had an unfortunate prize. Both my stabilizers were surprised. Uh, and by the way, hint for anyone who ever, you know, when you're playing and you're you're sitting there going and you see your heavy ball in a flower selecting it and you think to yourself, you know what? No, I can hit this off a prize. I can get a stabilizer <laughs> prize. No, the answer is no. Uh, you won't. Grab the heavy ball. Whatever the other card is, doesn't matter. Grab it the heavy doesn't ball. even matter if it's Mirage Gate. Doesn't Colrus don't yep. care. <laughs> And not well, interesting. Basically, what it was, it was Colrus or Heavy Ball, and I was like, I really want a Colrus this turn, and I went, I can get the Sable Eyes off the prizes. Never did, uh, but if I had them, uh, would have been a completely different game. Probably would have went a lot better. So right, and I honestly 
didn't need to coerce that turn. So, um, yeah, that's basically why I lost. But the other player, the other guy, uh, I'm forgetting his name. I think it's Jason. No, Joe starts with a J. Sorry. Uh, but he played it really well too. Um, so, uh, yeah. And then he beat me. Going into Friday Cup, uh, it was a best of three at Refine because they love playing best of threes. Um, not a huge fan of that, but uh, yeah, uh, went mid two two one, um, just uh, or two one two. I can't remember. Finished middle of the pack. Uh, a couple ties that I didn't want to get, but um, that's what happens when you play best of three. Sometimes is you end up going to ties. I will say I, I did face. I know my one big loss was um to the rapid strike box like uh urshifu and and it's like an auto loss for like but and the only reason i was like excited about it is because i had like the straight best comeback after their first knockout i had mm-hmm. lux ray and reversal in hand right right knockout, and i was like all right i can i might actually be able to win this and then like slow play game two uh to maybe take a victory. Oh my but god! You can't. I can't believe you just admitted that. I have right. I admitted it I, because I was like, "This is the only way I'm winning." But here's <laughs> the fact. Here's the fact of the matter: is I still didn't win. Right. I right. still lost. That's so, karma, we, right there. I don't even know how the game was, but karma. <laughs> we went 35 minutes in game one, and I still lost. So uh, hmm. it's just it, it's bad, very bad, uh, very bad matchup for me. So. Um, Though if I did hit one card at the end of the game, I would have won. But um yeah, that was that was basically sums up that cup. Uh, I finished mid, didn't get any points. So I mean I got 10 points, uh the first cup, the first challenge, no points, second challenge. Went to the cup with you, was excited to play with the team uh out in Streetsboro. Excited to see a bunch of big names there too. Uh brought Staples Art again. Um in general, uh did I went 3-0 to start. I was right, you know, feeling good. Um, you know, cranking out wins right there at the end of the game. Uh, but then uh after 3-0, I met met Emily at round four. She was playing Chan Pao, Steuben's fiance, wife. I'm not sure exactly. Yeah, I'm not sure fiance. exactly, but you know, uh, yeah. uh affiliate with Steuben and his group. <laughs> we played we played a super close game. Um, and, uh, she beat me though. And then that started the downward trend. Cause then I lost three in a row. Uh, so I went three, three. Um, but, uh, unfortunate. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> unfortunate. It, well, the, the funny thing is I played three, like super close games. That was, how can I take my last two prizes? And each turn ended in, uh, me getting Ionoed and I can't get out of it, which is why I put certain texts into the deck and, one game was, uh, which is why the deck runs melodic now, mm-hmm. because uh, the one game I would also win, like it wasn't Emily's game, but uh, I got down to four cards in deck, and I like, what well, was like eight cards in deck. One of them was melodic. I needed to hit melodic, and I didn't. Eventually, with four cards left in deck, it was just melodic. Um, if I hit it, he can't Iona me, and I have game on game in hand which he can't disrupt but uh uh yeah so yeah you miss it huh i mean i like that tech it's spicy it's nice uh i know a couple people kind of talk about it lightly but it you know bringing it to a challenge and a in a cup uh pretty cool and spicy 
Yeah, I mean, it's not obviously not for every matchup. You don't really need it against other lost boxes, uh, but it comes in clutch against anything else, pretty much. Um, I did catch the other the other cool tech added in uh, because you brought up Cresselia, which is a hot Pokemon in Gardevoir, um, helps in a lot of matches. Uh, and Cramorant unfortunately does 110, and everyone and, and unfortunately doesn't do well. Again, that's not great for Chris, like for right. Cresselia. So we added, I mean, added Articuno. So drop the Articuno, do 120, uh, and you just clap back at uh, Cresselia and uh, did catch a Gardevoir player off, car off guard for that. Uh, and there, so that's a cool tech as well. The melodic is a little bit more hit miss. Uh, because it's an easy killable Pokemon, I do have to evolve it. Um, right. But I found that it is very good. I think I just need to switch or switch ways around because over the three tournaments, I got it up. Uh, especially at the cup, I got it up pretty reasonably. But I will say, uh, the only way to find melodic reliably is off of Raihan. There is no other card that searches it out uh, because you don't really search out evolution Pokemon because it's the only one you have. Right. Um, I just have to, I might switch it, things around so that I, maybe I can find room for an ultra ball or something to just help have it in hand um, or get it uh, just because it is clutch when you have it. But I will say every time I put Phoebus down, everyone was like, all right, I'm my own and you this turn because maybe next turn I won't be able to. So, right, right. Well, very cool. Um, yeah, obviously the meta is evolving, uh, going into uh, worlds, and we'll talk about that a little bit, um, maybe a, a little bit later. Um, but with that being said, um, you know it's time to get into our first segment, and I have a few gripes, just uh, nothing in particular, not like you know targeted to anyone, just kind of what I've noticed in the last uh, few months, and especially going into the twenty twenty four season, which is actually like a uh, the first full season of, you know, Pokemon since pandemic. Um, and that being said, there's a lot more local events, cups, challenges, and things like that. And things I've just noticed, um, you know, with the player base uh, doing, um, again, not trying to call any specific person out, but things that maybe clean up as far as, you know, your gameplay, uh, you know, my gameplay, the things that I'm very aware of. Um, and first and foremost is clean board state. Um I noticed this, you know, going into regionals, um, you know, the first regionals right after pandemic. Um, and I've, I've noticed it, well, not locally, but like it, during some of these plays, like people have cards all all random, um, not clearly marked of what Pokemon's abilities have been used, um, which can lead into confusion and or cheating. Not again, not trying to accuse anybody of cheating. Uh, but it definitely can, you can accidentally use a, a second ability, like a comfy or, um, you know, in the past, it was, you know, like, um, like Genesect or something like that, because the board state isn't clean, uh, because, you know, cards all over the place. So that's one gripe I do have. I don't know, Chuck, if you've noticed that, if that's kind of affected you, I, I know that it makes it a little bit hard to read what's going on for myself and my opponent. Yeah, I mean, I, I, a lot of people have different play styles. Um, I know players that um, they have their own like little bit of like a play stack mm -hmm. off to the side. Like they play like anything they play that turn is like 
put into a stack and then it goes to the discard pile later. I know that's not like a Pokemon legal thing to do, but I, I mean, mean, I don't even mind that if it's like I, I don't mind that either. It's just it's like it can make the play space cluttered, is why I brought it up. Um, I mean, that's the big thing. I may get a little cluttery myself. I mean, I play traditionally play a lost box in competitive environments, so I have a lot of action and things to do. But I also make sure, like, I have ability use tokens and stuff like that. And that's, I mean, it's, it's a twofold thing. Like, that's one for me. Like, make sure I know I've done it. Correct. Um, same. And same. Even, so that I don't do it a second time. Um, and let the opponent know that, like, I've done this one. Like, it's like a double-edged sword. I do get, like, now that I've been doing it for over a year, like, I see a lot of people doing it in ability-heavy decks, like Gardevoir, Lost Box. The ones that just kind of like want to tap cards, like I'm just like, right? I, I, a little bit, like it's not much of a like. I don't care. You do you, but like I pay extra attention to those because I feel like if you're not that, if you're just being very blase and kind of how you're uh, keeping track of your abilities, then you might miss things easily. Um, not not on purpose, but just miss things like. Uh, I did this refinement, but I didn't happen to tap it. So then five minutes later, after you've done 10 other game actions, you go, oh, I still have a refinement. Like, right. I do it again. Um, it's just, I'm a little bit more cognizant of that. If you're not one that is using markers, I kind of wish Pokemon would start throwing them in um, something, like anything. I mean, they do have the coins um, that are in. Well, those, I know, I would like an official, and stuff like that. Like, yeah. not a boy, not like burn tokens that we use as ability markers right something right. just said ability used like this is what it's there for true I mean, and, and again like i've I've talked to some local players and i've given a couple people some uh some of those tokens uh getting some of them at you know regionals and stuff just to you know help game state out i just it feels cleaner um i know there's def definitely different skill uh variation people have been in the game you know different amounts of time um, but just making it easier on everybody to keep the board state clean, um, you know, and there have been a, a many a plethora, plethora of times where my opponents like, did I use this flower selecting? Did I use Genesex ability? And it's like, one, it's not on me, but even though I'm still being cognizant of it, but it, it also feels bad because like, what if I'm trying to like, you know, think out of my plays ahead of time and they use one and I'm still kind of like, half paying attention to them now they're potentially going to use it a second time um you know and obviously that's cheating not again not trying to say anything to any specific person it's just mistakes like that can happen and it's it's easily avoided with just cleanliness of your board state yeah uh, I, but go I mean, what's you know, if you have was, anything else yeah that's all I, I mean i don't really have anything else to add but besides just generally try and keep your board clean um if I if I play Fury, like sometimes you know, you're you're pushed on time. You pay a little plastic fast and, and dirty. That's understandable. It's cool, but uh, anytime it's not my turn, I clean it up. Like everything is back to pristine. Like make sure everything's cleaned up and easily noticeable. Um, you know, piles are stacked neatly and stuff like that. Anything like that. Um, obviously, but if you're going through your actions, if you're trying to be fast and dirty, crunched on time. I understand a little bit, but just clean it up, make it nice, make it easily understandable for your opponent and try and just make it trackable in general, right. like what right. you're doing. Right. Um, 
That's all. Exactly. Exactly. Um, well, I have another one, another gripe that I do have. Um, and again, I'm not targeting any players, but this is kind of related. Um, and this is maybe going to more newer players to like uh newer players to you know moderate players. Um and and again, uh normally on like a on like a locals, I don't care, but when we're playing for CP, um, you know, regardless of how new or 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 veteran of a player. I really it, it started to grind my gears here when people asked to take actions back. Um, and it's not so much. I mean, I, the reason I guess I have an, an issue with people asking for to take a ba- action back um, is because now you're making your opponent like, yes, it's directly affecting me. But like, even if I'm not involved in the game, now you're making your opponent feel like potentially awkward for, you know, keeping the board state clean or keeping the game state clean, um, or anything like that. Uh, I, I, it, every time I take something back or let somebody take something back, it usually kind of, you know, comes back to bite me, um, regardless. And I just, it, it makes me feel awkward when we're playing a game that has CP on the line or something like that. And then you obviously made a misplay and you recognize that, but you're asking me to say, Hey, can I take that back? And, because I'm probably going to, or whatnot. Like I don't ever expect to ask somebody that um, at this point, especially, you know, if it's, if it's in the middle of an event and I feel like it just makes everybody feel awkward. Uh, and then it puts like a weird, like stigma on the game, the rest of the game. I think if you, uh, unless I'm way off base here. Yeah, no, um, I agree with you uh, on the fact that, especially on the fact that it makes Ask when you ask for it back, you um you take the onus off yourself and it's very right. selfish. Exactly. Because then you're putting the you're putting the onus on your opponent um to correct your mistake, I guess. Like I, I don't know exactly the right word where to say it, way to say it without I don't know, sounding a little rude, but um it's it is a selfish thing when you ask for it. It's one thing if you do it and you're like, oh, crap, that wasn't what I wanted to do. And your opponent goes, then take it back. Like, if they offer it without you saying, then cool. But if you go like, oh, that's not what I want to do. Can I take that back? Then if you if like your opponent says no, then you may you might be making him feel like a jerk. Right. Or and then I- Depending on how socially awkward that person is, you might be make them feel super awkward because now they have to. Like they have the conundrum of do I let this guy do this? Like, and then uh, at the there's also a point where it's like now, like you know, for me, I know it's happened a few times, and like I've I usually will give somebody like one turn to give it back, especially if they're newer or like one mistake back. Um, but then you know, then you know, maybe it's later in the game and somebody does it and people are watching and it's like oh man, this guy's a jerk. He's not giving this guy back or he's like rule sharking. And it's not really like that. It's like you're putting this person in a weird position because it's like we're playing a competitive game. Um, you know, you, you you made the mistake and now you're trying, like you said, put the onus on me. But then also mm-hmm. like it, because now I'm like directly hurting myself potentially in the game state because yeah. of it. And I don't feel like that's selfish or rude or roll sharking, um, you know, and, and this kind of goes back to the lean board state that keep the game state clean um, to what was already played. So I, again, I don't know. I, it's just been kind of a gripe of mine. 
Um, and I've seen it, you know, in games I've played, I've seen it in other games and it just put, it makes me feel awkward even if I'm watching another game and I've, I've seen that in the past. Well, and, and for some people, the more you see it happen, I mean, I'm a very forgiving player, like Mm -hmm. in that aspect, like I, I generally want to win the game. Like my general philosophy is I want to win the game, even on the the opponent making in the best of place. Right. Um, so that's where like I tend to be a little bit more forgiving in that aspect. But then the more you do it, the more you just feel like you're just getting taken advantage of mm-hmm. uh, because of because of that. And people might, I don't know, see a pattern uh, and try and take advantage of you. So then I don't try and do it anymore. Like, I, I mean, I, I still forgiving if something is like uh, we had an interaction over the week where Someone tried to attack without any energy. I'm like, where's the energy guy? Like, oh, right. Oh, I didn't attach it. Like, okay, then that's an honest, like, that's an honest mistake because you thought you did. Like, this this right. is something that you needed to do. Um, that's not, uh, I attached it to the wrong Pokemon kind of thing. Like, uh, so, yeah, you just, it's a weird conundrum, but I don't like the fact when people ask, for it back because then it puts the weird onus not on you like it it's it's not making you feel awkward it's making your opponent feel awkward because they're then like if i say no am i just rude or if right. i say like do i just be nice i i don't know like yeah, it's, it, it's weird it's like it's a, a like, yeah, like somebody playing it hockey really do. yeah it's like somebody playing like hockey or they get a breakaway or something and miss the net like oh, can i take that back it's like no <laughs> <laughs> you don't get to break away back again. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, it, again, uh, we're competitors. We want to keep the game state, the board state clean um, and, you know, and keep it as less awkward as possible. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's not nice. I mean, you don't want to. The main thing is, like, you don't want to feel bad for saying no. Like, exactly. At the same time, like, just because you kept it clean and they they went through something and then they've made a mistake you can't sometimes uh this is why i never i never personally ask for anything back because this is how i learn and i say it in most of times like i don't want take backs because i need to feel the pain of making the mistake i'm exactly the same way um that's just my thought sometimes you just gotta feel that pain that you've made the mistake and then you just don't make it anymore right right no, exactly. Um, those are really the two the two things that I had uh, really, um, you know, just keeping the game state clean, uh, either on the board state or just kind of like you know, as actions happen. Um, but yeah, that's all I really have. Unless you have anything to add to, uh, or any other topics as far as like gripes, as far as the IRL TCG play. No, that's the only gripe. No gripes. No gripes. No uh, gripes. Play less Iono, people. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, Iona is a perfectly balanced card. Anyways, I it think is. it's time to pull into the pit stop um, and get into some trivia. It's, it's time, time for trivia. Yeah, trivia. 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 Yeah, stuff today. Um, I have a new pack. A uh, pack to open. Um, all right. Let me right. start with that. Go for it. You have your. I have it, but right. you you have your pack in hand. I like these. Uh, hopefully, all you right. pull something else big. Um, I'm wait. I'm still waiting for to get the 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 banger hit out of a pack while we're casting here. Yeah, yeah so, you get the uh, Iona full art where you're you're freaking out, but you're trying not to freak out. 
Oh, oh, okay. Well, this is going to be a gimme. Um, we'll see. You maybe. Know you know me. I, I might know. We're going to do a double trivia question because I may have got two hits. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the first one is definitely a gimme. So we're going to go with the easiest one. Um, I'm going to give you the attack because maybe you won't guess it right away. I'm going to miss it. I know I'm going to miss this. Hailblade. Hailblade. Come on now. I mean, it has to be a water slash ice Pokemon. Come on now, Jake. Hailblade. It, you're going to... Uh, I told like this is not a meta attack. It's probably used for the ability. <laughs> Hail, no, no. That, 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 that's, that's... Yeah, it's, it's in Chimpow. That's the... Uh, what's his face? <laughs> there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Baxcalibur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I took... I don't use that. It's Baxcalibur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew it was ice. Come on. It just took me a second. Oh, it's Chimpow. Chimpow EX. That's my hit. Oh, is it Chimpow? So... Oh, geez. Yeah, Chimpow. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to give you Shivery Chill. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That was, Hellbl- what's usually I don't know used. how many times I've said Hailblade, and I still don't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Chimpow. I still get it. <laughs> Not really. All right. I'm going to give you the harder one that is technically a hit. Um, it's an attack name. You might actually have to use some uh, lifelines on this one. The attack name is Mind Bend. And I'll give you the traditional lifelines, type, stage, and even... Well, Mind Bend's Scream Psychic. So, what stage is it? It is a stage one. So I'm guessing it's a psychic stage one. It's not Curlia. What else psychic is in this set? Um, was there a? There's not the Abra line. That's still in the next set. What the heck is in there? Um. And cool. keep in mind, it was a hit. So that it was means hit. probably, you know, got Psychic a fancy art or something. Hit. But I can't think of any psychic Pokemon. Right? Is it psychic type? It is psychic type. Mind bend? I'm thinking like a drowsy or something, but there's no drowsy. I can't think of this set right now. No. Just give it to me. Her her side gig might be a goth as a goth. Chick. Oh, gotha girl, <laughs> gotha girl, gotha yeah, gotharia, gotharia. There we. I didn't know that was a hit. Uh, it's a trainer gallery. That's nice though. It's a tra- it's a trainer gallery. That was my. That's why I, I did it. Yeah, I, yeah, I wanted yeah, yeah. to go with that, but I figured that was super hard mode because there's not really well much dude, hellblade. I missed hellblade, so <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then Chen Pao, that's like my fifth Chen Pao pull. pull so. Uh, yeah, you I were asking top. about the deck. It's definitely worth playing, even if you don't remember the attack names. Yeah, uh, I was just saying. I guess, I guess the I don't know Pokemon how many side... gods want me to play that deck. Right, right. It's a it's a good deck. All right. So, um, with that embarrassment of myself and trivia uh, out of the way, it's time for me to ask you. Um, guess this Pokemon. Uh, obviously, it's going to be standard legal. Uh, I'm not opening a pack for it, but this Pokemon's attack name is. Sonic Boom. It's Guile. <laughs> yeah, that's why I picked it, but no, it's not Guile. We're all playing Street Fighter today. Dang it. Uh, I thought I had that real quick. 
Um, Sonic Boom. I'm not giving you any hints. You get no lifelines on this because you're a trivia master. Uh, then I'm okay. Then I'm going <laughs> all in on Garchomp. No, it's not Garchomp, but I will now give you lifelines because it, you'll probably get it. Uh, so you can have you know the stage and the type and what set uh, is in. What stage is it? Stage one. Stage one. Um. Uh, then it has to like. Is it Noivern? Could it be Dragon type? What type is it? Electric. Oh geez, I have no idea. Sonic Boom. Like I was saying, Sonic Boom. I was thinking sound, even though. See, I I, I think I whispered it. Uh, I thought I went all in. And think of it. Yeah, it think of it as Sonic Slip. Think of it as uh, Sonic Boom. Emphasis on the boom. <laughs> electrode, then. <laughs> yeah, there you Emphasis go. on the boom means electrode. <laughs> exactly. So for one colorless energy does 40 damage. This attack does um this attack's damage isn't affected by weakness or resistance. Such a not good attack, but you know. <laughs> it's a sonic boom. Sure is. Sonic boom. With now that, you, now that we're talking Fighter. Street Fighter, um, <laughs> now it's time to get into who will win. Yeah, speaking of street fighting, so uh, I, I think I got a good one, uh, a little meta relevant. Um, two Pokemon, well, one Pokemon we definitely see a lot of in the meta. Another one that is starting to starting to pick up a little bit, depending on how you build your decks. So, um, so it's this is a these are these are two Pokemon that cap off the same evolution line, but I figured. It was a little like Gardevoir. Fitting. Yeah, so we're gonna pit Gardevoir <laughs> against Galate. Gardevoir wins. <laughs> so who would win in a fight against each other? Gardevoir or Galade? Well, yeah. Galade, at least in the TCG, uh turns into fighting type, right? Uh fighting types weak to psychic type, even though we're not playing types, I'm still gonna say types. Um Gardevoir is just traditionally more of a badass in the in the uh, the TCG history, the anime history, um, really anything Pokemon history. I'm sure the video game Gardevoir is better. Um, obviously, yeah, it's a popular fairy type, depending on you know how you're for sure. Now, the only thing I would say that Glade might have a chance is because these guys don't have abilities, and Glade has more of like a fighting style. Obviously, Gardevoir is not going to win in a physical matchup, um, so maybe. Uh, that's that's where Glade comes in and just throws a couple of haymakers, uh, haymakers over there at, at Gardevoir. You're, Still Gardevoir. Picking no, I'm picking Gardevoir. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I'm going to pick Glade. I'm going to pick Glade. I think, you know, get into the fighting style. The, someone, when they evolved, someone definitely chose violence as the answer true. to choosing a uh, uh, fighting type. Um, not saying that, like you said, Gardevoir has been, uh, traditionally, uh, uh, a pretty well-known to be able to take care of themselves. Um, so it'll be a match for the ages, but, uh, I mean, I think Gardevoir or 
my God, where Gallade has has some pretty sweet uh, attack abilities as well as that psychic fighting type kind of combo that it has. Uh, so I'm gonna say, I'm gonna still pick Gallade, even though Gardevoir is, you know, the popular. I would assume the popularity vote on this one for sure. Uh, yeah. So I mean, as yeah, always, we, listeners, we wanna, yeah, I want to yeah, right. know what. I want to know what what side the fence you guys are on, uh, Team Gardevoir, Team um, Gallade. So um, interested to see that for sure. Yeah, buddy, catch for victory, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With that being said, I think it's time to get into our sponsors. The Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast is brought to you by Sports Car Junction. Located in the North Hills of Pittsburgh, Sports Car Junction is a one-stop shop for players and collectors with a wide variety of singles, supplies, packs, and boxes available in-store and online at sportscarjunction.com. And don't forget to check out our weekly league Thursdays at 6.30. Welcome back. Thank you again, Sports Car Junction, for being a great sponsor and... um. Look out for them at uh, the end and at some national sports card card collection event they are at this week. So if anyone's thinking about showing up at sports cards for league this week, they're actually closed this week because they are at a big national sports card convention. The whole store is there. They're, they have a pop-up store. Go to their site. I'm sure you'll see all the... If you're in the Chicago area, I believe it's in Chicago area. Go and say hi. Yes, say, Chicago uh, area. Triple, say Triple P set you. Um, I'm sure they'll appreciate that uh, for sure. Yes. Um, but as for that, uh, now it's time to get into the news. Um, and uh, we don't have a lot of news because we're going to cover a, a lot of the things that have been coming out is the set reveal for uh, Obsidian Flames. We're going to cover mm-hmm. later part two of our cast. So the only big news I have uh, is probably an everybody Pokemon gripe is that the Yokohama Open has been canceled uh no longer going to happen while you're at yokohama so anyone who's going to worlds um if you haven't heard yet sorry but uh you will not be able to compete in the yokohama open right this is very disappointing obviously I, we're not going to worlds but um you know a lot of people were already booking um you know hotels flights travel you know all that fun stuff um in preparation of playing in the yokohama okay. open I mean, this is a big, big spectator thing to do but right, as well. Right. This is an open. You didn't have to qualify to get into it. A lot of people were, you know, want to go for the fun and then play in the open. Yeah, and I don't know how many, you know, people I've talked to, you know, before this came out, where it's like, yeah, I'm not going to make it to, uh, you know, qualify for Worlds. But because it's in Japan, I have to go. Um, I've already booked, you know, my, you know, my hotel flights and all that stuff. We'll play in the open, have a good time, go see the shops. Uh, not to mention the shops, um, you know, some of the items aren't going to be available as, you know, worlds past. Uh, so this is like a second kind of blow where we already kind of had sleeves and deck boxes, I believe, uh, be taken off the market. And then now, um, you know, you can't play in the open. So if you're just a spectator, um, you know, this is going to hurt. Yeah, it's probably a blow. But uh, the only thing I can say is, I mean, you probably can still fill your time if you're going to Yokohama with something fun to do in Yokohama. 
Like, but if you're going maybe, to play Pokemon cards, you want to play Pokemon cards. Yeah, I, I I get that, but maybe you find something fun to do outside of playing Pokemon cards. Now, like, I that's the only thing I can suggest. Yeah, a, I mean, you, a you have a, basically it's Pokemon Worlds. Okay, now, I hey, I I I'd be there too. I would I would be incredibly disgruntled if I was going to Yokohama because I would be expecting to play in that, especially if I wasn't uh qualified to play in the whole world tournament like in general like that would be the one big thing i was looking for or two because i don't know if the side events sound like side events that i can play that i don't have to go to yokohama to play in right um so uh yeah that's just my opinion so for sure it's disappointing hopefully you know this i don't know uh worlds going forward i hope they don't kind of do that kind of stuff um i know that community is already a little down on pokemon just with uh you know the, the online clients um in, you know, like i said with you know this kind of going on it's just kind of compiling um putting you know bad taste here bad taste there kind of in the community's mouth um eventually you know things kind of keep going to that direction where there's so many um x things like you know not working in the community's favor you're going to lose people um and that's definitely not what we want to do we want to be you know, inclusive to the community and, and keep, you know, the, the community members we have without, you know, losing them to, um, you know, silly things that, you know, I don't know why that was, it was necessarily um, canceled, but, you know, I, I feel yeah, like they no could reason. have probably yeah. avoided it. I would, I, I don't, I mean, it's all speculate. I'm not going to speculate on why, but um, I wish they didn't for the people that want to go. Um, and we would have another cool tournament to talk about where uh, anyone could win it. So, um, sure. but yeah. With that said, we can go on, um, you know, get past the little bit of the disappointment and get into, you know, the, the Obsidian Flames uh, set release. I know, Chuck, you were able to get more of a deep dive look at this list than I have. I've been pretty busy the last couple of days of work. Um, in appointments after the fact, but um, let's get into you know some of these cards that might uh, shake up the meta or at least uh, you know throw a couple interesting wrinkle wrinkles into the into the current meta that we're living in. Yeah, there's there's some that have a wrinkle. I know you were we were discussing what we were going to talk about this week. You were like like try and find five that you think are going to change the meta. I have I have five, but uh, I just wanted to give like a. I don't know, maybe an all-around statement of the set in general. Um, mm. And as an all-around set, I kind of am a little lackluster on this one in general. Um, I feel like we have a bomb chase card in, in Charizard uh, and then not much else in the set. There's a few niche cards that might find its way into decks, um, but we're obviously not getting like a new deck archetype that's going to come out of this kind of Charizard, I guess, maybe charizard but, pre, um, pre uh pre-show you were saying this set feels a lot like vivid voltage to you yes yes that was my the comparison because i mean charizard looks good uh i'm not a huge fan of stage twos at the moment uh we haven't seen anything besides gardevoir actually be really viably good um so Charizard has a lot of cool things going around him in other Charizards as well as a new dark type Charizard, which works and accelerates energy, but it's all about getting there. So I feel like it's kind of like Vivid Voltage. We get this cool chase card, like we got Pikachu EX, 
or Pikachu V Max, Chunky Chew, Rainbow, Rainbow. Everyone wanted to get one. It was your chase card to get in the set, which is which is Charizard, the chase card to get in the set. And then you could build a decent, uh, mediocre deck around it. Like, so I feel like Charizard EX is going to be mediocre at best upon release. Granted, maybe in a year's time, uh, Charizard is able to be revisited uh, and be better when we're not dealing with uh, V-Stars and V-Max uh, still. Uh, but um, that's what I feel like. It's just going to be not much, a few niche cards that you use here and there, and a mediocre deck type that comes out of it that maybe gets better down the line uh, after a while when things rotate. That's that's right. just my overall take. If Leon Zard couldn't have really made a, pu a push, I don't see this uh, EX making a push. Um, <laughs> so that's kind of my my take there. But let's go ahead and get into some of these interesting cards. Obviously, we're not going to go through the whole set. Just, um, you know, highlight some cards that can, you know, be at least interesting. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to you start with a card or do you mean start with one? All you, buddy. Um, I mean... I'll, I mean, I already went off on him a little bit. I guess I'll start with the big cat out the bag. Is that this is the dark type Charizard with the ability of um, the accelerating ability. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm forgetting the name. Uh, something Flames. Uh, Infernal Rain. All right. Yeah. So when you play it and you evolve him, you get three basic fire energy cards and you attach them to Pokemon in any way you like. So you basically can turn him on. Uh, right away, uh, and then he does more damage for every prize card your opponent has taken, which, so he's a good late-game attacker. Um, for You can turn him on with Go Charizard for one energy as well, because Go Charizard is good. Um, uh, but this is the thing, I just feel like you're relying on a bunch of stage 2s and rare candies uh, galore uh, out the wazoo. Um, so I just don't know how instant, like how crazy you're going to get be able to set up and be able to hit for significant damage. But I do think the Charizard is probably the best deck idea to come out of this set. So that is why I put it in my list. Right. Yeah, I mean... You combine it with Go Charizard, and you can get it to work. I do think he's pretty good. I mean, and then eventually we do get a Fire EX too, which might make the deck even better. Right, right. I mean, I think with the fire acceleration, uh, once we get a fire type Pokemon that, you know, or something that needs fire type, I guess, or fire energy, um, you know, is always something to always look out for. Um, we've kind of already spoke upon Charizard in a couple episodes back. Um, I think there is, you know, something there, maybe not at first, um, but, you know, as we, as the meta evolves, I do think, you know, there's a chance we'll see a Charizard deck pop off here or there at a couple of regionals. Maybe nothing, um, you know, like a tournament win, but, uh, you know, getting top eight maybe with a Charizard. I, we've seen weirder things like, you know, VMAX Charizard made it once. <laughs> I could see someone doing well with it at an online tournament and then people going, oh, Charizard, Charizard, Charizard. Right, so right. We, we, sure. Right. Uh, I do have a couple cards so I'll, i'm going to talk about two because i think they're kind of related and not necessarily related but uh seismitoad um stage two pokemon um with an ability and attack the ability i think is what is probably because i haven't even actually read the attack uh but um quaking area uh, as long as this pokemon is in the active spot your opponent's active pokemon's attacks cost one colorless more um so obviously 
um, making Lost Box um, or any other deck, really. Um, you know, we've seen this before where, you know, your opponent just can't reach that, uh, you know, attack cost to do damage. And if it can't do that, then um, uh, you're in a pretty good spot. Uh, it might not be as good because it has to be active. Um, obviously, you know, other cards like um, Spear Tomb, you know, different ability, but could be on the bench. Um, but I bring this card up because there is a stadium and I'm going to scroll down here to see it. Uh, I think it's Pokemon awesome League list. headquarters. Yeah. Pokemon league headquarters. And I believe it's the same effect. It says, let me get back there. Uh, once during your, no, that's the wrong one. Uh, Pokemon league headquarters, the attack um, cost of each basic Pokemon in play, both yours and your opponents is one colorless more. Um, so obviously um, this only affects basic Pokemon, but there are a lot of really strong basic Pokemon out there. We're looking at Lost Box with either, um, either you know, yeah, any of those V Pokemon that are pretty low cost. Um, Sableye, uh, it's making Sableye cost more. It's making Raikou cost more. Mm -hmm. It's making Dragonite, um, even though it's three Ninja so cost many, more. Ninja, yeah. Uh, so there's you know, really it doesn't affect. Is is Cramorant because of the way right. his worded his ability is worded? Yeah, so you can still use Cramorant, but um, obviously this can kind of go in into some kind of like a stall slash like control deck um, as you're setting up. Can you can have him there? Um, so having your opponent potentially with its combination of cards having uh, two colorless more, um, especially if it's a three energy attack cost, anyways, that's kind of brutal. Um, so. Yeah, that that's pretty strong. And then there was a um there was an attack uh for two water echo voice, um 120 damage during your next turn. This Pokemon uh the this Pokemon's Echo Voice attack does 100 more damage. So um you know, setting up two shots, especially when they can't attack you, um, not necessarily a bad thing. I think this card has some kind of potential for play. Especially if Lost Box is relevant. Yeah, the 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 combination of the abilities are are good. Um, the uh, gen, the both of the abilities in general making things attack uh, attack cost cost more. Um, most decks are tailored to design to meet that attack cost that you're trying to do. Like you're not mm -hmm. trying to hit uh, four energy on a three cost attack. Like it's not what you're really trying to do. You're probably going to slow someone up if if you get these things in play uh especially uh lost box kind of things now um i mean they don't really want to get three energy on a raikou um you're or making four. Them use, or four um uh you're making them use an extra mirage gate or the attached return which they weren't planning on you're making a lot like the the pokey pokey league hq is the one i think you might see a little bit more of in general, as a tech for against Lost Box. So this isn't something that your deck, like, you're not going all, all in in general, like, I'm going to make your attacks cost more, but you're you're going to throw this in there to make Lost Box maybe a little bit slower because you, or, or late game, um, that you want to make things harder for them to trigger because, say, like, you you can't just claw a Sableye attach go if Sableye's attack costs two. Um uh, so uh, that's where I think that might come into play more in the meta as well. Um, 
The size of a toad, if you can build a deck around it, could be good. I mean, you're going to make RCS attack for four, uh, which uh, doesn't, unless you hit double turbo, double turbo. I mean, granted, that's doable. But that's not ideal. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've all seen people miss uh, double turbo attach turn one. So even if they um, do that, they miss knockout too at that point. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, it, it could get feisty in, 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 in terms of that being a good tactic to just get things out of the I mean, You do need way. to get it off quickly though, because if you don't, um, yeah, it is a stage two, so you're going to need, um, rare candy. So but it's water. It is water. Um, so it does have Irida to kind of help that go. Uh, we've yeah. already kind of see how, how busted Irida is, um, you know, back with Palkia and Teleon was a thing, obviously right now with Chen Pao with Bax Caliber. Um, the reason that deck really kind of functions the era. So this this could potentially take advantage of that kind of card. There's two types. There's two types in the game that I don't instantly go stage two, and I kind of like frown a little bit. Uh, one is Gardevoir. Uh, I, I guess because Gardevoir is self contained. Yeah, because you have well, Gardevoir has the evolution line with Curlia, so it definitely yeah, yeah. you like if every stage two was kind of built in the essence of like Gardevoir where. Your stage one is doing something for you. I'm not saying that every stage one needs refinement, but just that your stage mm-hmm. one is doing something for you. The stage, I think stage twos would be a lot more uh, viable. But in general, water type is not as bad too because um, you have Irida in general for uh, just guaranteeing the turn two. I can get my stage two rare and rare candy. Right. And then as long as like you can do something else that turn as well, like, or if that just means you are activated this turn, then good. Like that's just good. Like that's why it's viable to me. Right. hundred percent. All right, Chuck, uh, you have any other ones you want to talk about? Um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about another trainer, uh, trainer item, uh, for a deck that is very popular at the moment. Uh, uh, vengeful punch is an, an item card. Uh, so when you when the Pokemon this card is attached to is knocked out by damage from an attack from your Pokemon uh, from your opponent's Pokemon, put four damage counters on the attacking Pokemon. So uh, why I bring this up, um, Gardevoir is a very big deck in the moment um, and generally damages itself um, to the point of almost knocking itself out uh, to do big damage. Um, this is. Something I think you're going to find in index, they might get teched in um, for things that have larger Pokemons. I, I'm not saying for sure, but I mean, it'd be something that I would think about in like a, a an Arceus, uh, Umbreon, Duraludon kind of thing. Because for Gardevoir to knock out one of your big Pokemon, it has to basically get within four damage counters of knocking itself out. Right. So in essence... You are taking, you are making them say, you're going to give me a prize if you're knocking me this, knocking me out. And sometimes it's two prizes because if they have to use Asian or something like that. Mm. So, may, I mean, this not, might not be a catch-all because, I mean, if you're doing it with a single-prize Pokemon and you're hitting a three-prize Pokemon, the trade is favorable still right. for Gardevoir. But um, you're still forcing them to be able to do that. And then you can possibly uh, react on your turn. But um that is why i think it might be playable in general and, part, and also because i've been i mean i've been playing with mioscarada and the box of disaster is really good against gardevoir 
in general, and that requires you to be full health. This has no requirements at all. Right. So I, I, I like. Right. I, I think it's definitely viable, um, you know, to keep that kind of a archetype down or a low HP, um, like wings of union kind of deck down as well. Um, so that just, I think it just makes you play a little different. Right. Exactly. I mean, it might, it might have to, you know, force guard of war decks to play more, uh, lost vacuums or, or, or cards to that nature, you know, in the future to kind of like deal with this or combat with that. Because obviously if they just if you trade, you know, a Pokemon for a Pokemon, sometimes you're not just, you're not going to fa trade favorably. So, um, yeah, and it's not a card that's like an end all be all, but it definitely makes uh, people think, um, that this might be a card that is really relevant one week in the meta and then, you know, people tech for it and then you kind of see it drop off and then, you know, it comes back when people loosen up on those techs. Um, so the deck or the card definitely feels like it, you can see, you know, play throughout its life in the, in the TCG, depending on the decks that are popular at the time. Yeah. All right. I did have one. Maybe not super relevant, but maybe as a kind of like a fun deck uh, to kind of take advantage of um, Greninja and that kind of play. Uh, and that is my boy Palafin, um, uh, the basically the mascot of Team Sports Card Junction uh, for the last two, uh, you know, team challenge runs uh, with being a dolphin. Obviously, our first Pokemon that is a dolphin. Obviously, it is a stage one. Um so there's two attacks. So uh, for the first attack is a water or for one water jet punch does 30 damage. This attack also does 30 damage uh, to one of your opponent's bench Pokemon. Um, so obviously, uh, probably not the best attack, but it's definitely to the same vein of what we were just talking about with the uh, with the item card uh, against like a lost box or something like that. Um, you can set up knockouts especially if you you know greninja or maybe this even gun kind of goes into some weird deck that it has a sableye ish kind of card where you can kind of set up math for you know double knockout uh for one color or for one water uh, not too bad um and then also it has a second attack uh for two water um justice kick a hundred or 210 damage this pokemon or uh, if this Pokemon didn't move from the bench to the active spot, this attack does nothing. Um, but obviously, switching uh, cards are not hard to find. Uh, so you can, you know, find an escape rope, a switch, um, just hard retreat into into this uh, for just two waters. Especially, you know, obviously there's a lot of different ways you can do. But for two for two energies, uh, two hundred and ten on just the stage uh, one seems pretty good. It's, it's a pretty good attack, not meta defining, whatever. Um, I don't think you're going to maybe build a deck around it, but I think it could be a complimentary piece. Yeah. One thing I, I will point out too, I mean, it is a neat stage one um, that I like uh, and it's Palafin. Um, uh, so, but the one thing I think it kind of does have going for it, um, if you happen to, Go second or something like that. Uh, the Finizen, which is a, is the basic form. Um, now, granted, it has a low HP on this one. Uh, they have a ninety HP one, which I don't know might be better. But um, the fifty HP Finizen that's coming with it has a special attack for one water. It has a Valiant Evolution. So uh, you switch this Pokemon with one of your benched Pokemon. So you're taking this Finizen out of the active. Putting it to the bench, and if you do, you search for a deck that evolves from 
Pokemon, you put it on your Pokemon to evolve it. So it's your traditional like ascension, but you take it out of the act. You take it out of the active. After right, right. And, then and you're just it. setting it up for that second attack. Yeah. So, so then you're setting it up, putting the Palafin on the bench. Uh, you can attach the energy next turn, and then you know have the escape rope or the the, the switch, and then bring it right back in and hit for two ten. So. All right, I got a couple. Well, I'll just start. I have a couple consistency cards I want to talk about that I think are going to be out there. But I'll start with the uh, one of the two. I think I'm going to start with the single prizer. I think it's going to be a fun little addition to decks in general. I think it can fit in anything. Is the uh, the baby Cleffa um, into decks? So for those who haven't seen Cleffa yet, um, but it's kind of like a reprint esque shades of the baby pokemon um back in the day when it actually like had like a, a added abilities but it club only has 30 hp but uh and is a basic pokemon but it has an attack for zero energy which is why it can sit in to any deck but it, it's like the best i think stage two or not state deck going second card um in grasping draw is the attack you draw cards until you have seven cards in your hand so uh, if you don't really care about, uh, you know, losing a Pokemon the first turn and you just kind of want to see cards or go through your hand a little bit, uh, this can be something that you get out uh, first turn, going second, go through your hands, maybe you squawk and seize at the same time, and then end your turn by doing this. <laughs> yeah, you, you research, you squawk and seize, you can then end your turn with Cleffa and see up to, I mean, depending on what you get down to, go up to seven again too. So something that just wants to fly through the deck. Um, Didn't they learn their the lesson with the Dene Crobat Professor's Research? I mean, this is an attack, so right, uh, right. at least you are ending your turn with this ability. That is true, that um, is true. Uh, so, I think it will see play in, in decks that kind of want to do that. I don't, I, I mean, maybe they don't have a great attack at the first turn or something like that. Um, I mean, I don't know if Gardevoir decks really need to go that fast in general, but... Uh, you could put it in there. I mean, it does have, also has free retreat, so you're not worrying about moving it afterwards. Hmm. Uh, it's literally just going to be taking up a bench spot, um, and is easily KOable. That's the only. I mean, but if you're willing to use this ability, you're willing to lose one prize at least. Right. You drop the seven. So. For sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, we've seen this before. Um, you know, basically just. Being able to draw cards is a good thing, especially if you're, you know, your first turn, um, you know, if you have no better attack, if, if, if again, the meta is slowing down to a point where um, realistically you're not attacking in your first turn and it's more of a setup game, 100% this, this card is going to see a lot of play uh, in combination with, uh, you know, the squawk or research or, or anything like that. So um, dig is always a good thing. Yeah. Um, so if you, do you want to, do you have a card or you want me to go right into my second one? I'll go uh, unless it's a, a you know kind of in combination. I do. I did see you just kind of scrolling down. Um, Thunderous, um, a basic lightning Pokemon, um, and it has an ability and attack. Um, and I think this ability kind of will go along with that. What I forget is it Kadabra or Alakazam that attacks from the bench um, when it's coming out in the future. I don't know if it's in this set or not, but um, the ability reads. Uh, bad weather as long as this pokemon is in the active spot prevent all damage uh done to your benched pokemon 
um, by your opponent's attack. So you can't snipe, um, you know, your opponent's bench, um, especially after, um, you know, Manaphy maybe leaves. Um, you put this in the active, uh, maybe put a, you know, a, you know, a, a defensive buff up there um, and, you know, start attacking with that uh, Kadabra. I think it's Kadabra that hits from the bench. No, it's Alakazam. Alakazam. Okay. Yeah. So uh, yeah, you, you start doing that. Maybe that kind of card goes with that deck when, um, when that comes around. I'm not hundred percent sure, but you know, thought it was interesting enough, um, you know, card to look out for in the future. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely interesting. And in, in when you present it that way, uh, the biggest thing that Thunders has going bad for it um, because it doesn't it's have really attack. attack itself. No, yeah. the attack's garbage. Um, it, it does uh, 140 damage, but it also does 90 damage to itself. Right. So he does 230 damage, just unfortunately 90 of it is to his only his to himself, which is only at 110 HP. Right. So uh, that's like the big downside. I mean, even if he only did 90 damage for two lightning and didn't damage himself, Still be a little bit more interesting, but yeah. it is the neat bench barrier uh, way to use bench barrier when, um, I mean, man, if he is all we currently have, right, 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 and it could be, yeah. So, uh, we'll see. Probably not going to see play, especially when man, if he's um, in the meta, but you know, something to keep an eye out on, especially in Alakazam decks, yeah. Um, well. I will. I'll, I'll keep with the lightning Pokemon, one that I have high hopes for, but I'm pretty sure is not going to be good. Um, and for many of the reasons that I've already said because of, but I love our favorite Godzilla Pokemon in Tyranitar EX, and he is getting a Terra type in lightning type, uh, and his attacks are decent, and they're only two fight like one or two fighting. Um, uh, it's just unfortunate in the fact that there is nothing going on with like Larvitar or Jupiter or any other kind of fighting support mm-hmm. uh, in general in terms of Pokemon uh, to like speed him out. Um, but I mean, he is a favorable typing now because he like the terror type is lightning. So you can hit things in the meta or double damage you switch over to fighting weakness mm-hmm. which i mean is somewhat relevant but not too crazy um rather than the sidekick weak well it depends on which one you use um but it also i mean on top of why i have a little bit high hopes for him is because you have this one uh we're forgetting new and the lightning type which uses fighting energy but then you can also use the other one that just came out in Paldea evolved in the dark type for Dread Mountain for 230 damage. Um, and it's really not hard in fighting type to get um, damage counters on your yourself or anything like that. So right, right, each, right. each of these Pokemon are doing 230, 250. So you just basically like what is most favorable to hit with single prize or a big 340 HP Mon. Like that's the highest HP we've ever seen still. Um, so I like him, but like I said, uh, there's zero things that make me excited about fighting slash dark type slash lightning type stage twos. Right, right. So Yeah, we'll see. Um, I don't know how relevant he'll be, but it's definitely a card you know that's worth testing out. 
um you know alongside like you said where you can have like a, a combo deck where it hits on a couple different weaknesses from one evolution change so that's always going to be um you know relevant where you depending on where the meta lies um because both attacks obviously are both both of the tyranitars um you know have have serviceable attacks uh that if you know bumped up with weakness uh takes one shots pretty good yeah um I was I thought there was actually I thought it I thought it was also gonna be like like unique in that there would actually be three typings, but that there is not a standard legal fighting type Tyranitar at the moment. But I mean th there could be at any point in mm -hmm. time. Um Have there's three, only dark three weakness uh, that would be cool. Yeah. So that I mean that would be incredibly neat, but there's currently only a dark there's two different darks and then this lightning stage two. Um, not including these. I'm talking about regular things that can evolve from Pupitar. But mm -hmm. the reason why I still include fighting is that Larvitar and Pupitar are still only fighting types. So you will be using fighting Pokemon still. 100%. Um, but I'm excited, you, but probably won't be good. Do you have any other ones that you want to talk about? Um, the, the last, the only other one I wanted to talk about was Pidgeot, another consistency card, Pidgeot EX. Yeah. I don't know how much we would see it, but Quick Search as an ability, uh, which if you, we've talked about it a little bit before, um, because it was a hot thing on, in the news when they released it. But uh, once during your turn, you may search your deck for a card and put it in your hand, then shuffle your deck and you can only use one Quick Search per turn. Doesn't matter how many Pidgeots you have. Um, so... It's basically, you know, four steel stone forever, every turn. Um, and just got to get Pidgeot EX on the board. Um, I think you start, you, you will see these in the meta because that is powerful in essence. Um, but, uh, I mean, people might target these down. Uh, I think Pidgeot does not have that much HP, uh, 280. I, well, that's not, not, that's not nothing to that's, shake a stick at. Yeah, but that's nothing to shake a stick it's at. Still, sure. uh, it's a number that we can get to at the moment. Uh, it is Lightning Week too, which is kind of relevant that people are things things are using Lightning at the moment. So, um, but I think it's a, a, a it's a potential engine for a deck to play around. Um, maybe not like a an already stage two deck, but something that can put a one one oh one line with some rare candy in it, or something that's already running rare candy like a, a chen power something like that maybe they add a one one line of this rather than biberel or something like that and then uh if you get if you get it you get it or something like that like kind of thing i think he'll be around if not well upon release definitely upon after rotation i think uh i definitely think after rotation because a lot of things will want be running wanting to evolve to stage twos. I think a lot more stage two decks will be relevant. And then having this as just to get any card you need will be great for any deck. Sure. I do have another card, at least one more I want to talk about. This is not a Pokemon. This is a uh trainer item card. Um, and that is letter of encourage or um encouragement there. Um you may play this card only if your Pokemon were knocked out during your last or your opponent's last turn. Um, so 
This already just screams out, a, a, you know, into an evolution line deck, um, you know, a single prizer. So obviously we're kind of going that direction with evolution Pokemon starting from, you know, obviously like, you know, uh, basic one prizers going into two prizers. Um, so it's a good kind of comeback card. And then, you know, if that requires requirement is met, it says search your deck uh, for up to three basic energy cards, reveal them and put them into your hand. Um, so, you know, we've seen cards similar to this where, you know, Professor's Letter, um, we saw, uh, we're seeing it with Chen Pao and, and uh, what was it, uh, uh, Carpaceous Bucket, uh, you know, cards that you're mm -hmm. just getting things out. Um, and then we're, you know, you've, we've seen it with like cards like that with like Welder, um, you know, things that accelerate from your hand. So there, there have been things like that. There's what... Um, uh, Erica's was it what was the no it was Gardena's Vigor Gardena's Vigor right yeah. now um so if there is a deck that you don't mind like losing like a, a one prizer or something uh this might kind of go in a combination with a grass deck um or something that can use grass um with Gardena's um where you can just use the the letter get the energy Gardena's there draw more cards um we've seen that kind of combination uh in the past with Welder like I said uh, with with uh, all that fire energy recovery uh, that those kind of decks had um, or something to that. Um, it's always good to just be get that energy you're looking for. Um, it might the only thing that's holding it back is, you know, that 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 stipulation that your Pokemon needs to be knocked out the, the previous turn by your opponent. Um, but in the way we are kind of rotating into more of a setup kind of a game here. Um, taking one knockout um, isn't that bad, um, and especially like like I said, like if these setup Pokemon are little basics, um, we've seen how powerful just taking energy straight out of your deck um, can be, depending on you know your energy acceleration. Yeah, definitely. Um, I like that. Uh, I actually did not think about using that with Gardenias. That is one one good way to guarantee yourself some energy in hand to actually use that acceleration mm -hmm. so uh might not be bad actually as a combo too i mean it is essentially like a a little weird-esque fire crystal um you're getting it from the deck rather than discard kind of thing so yeah cool I mean, we saw a professor's letter before which was just look through your deck and get two cards uh two energy cards yeah. so it's it's along the same vein and you saw Plenty of decks at that, that time at that time playing that card. Yeah, yeah. I mean, professors' letter is still really good general item, like in in formats that still use uh, where it's still legal, like in GLC or something like that. Still makes a, a sixty card deck uh, in that in is that one of. So yeah, um, definitely have encouragement for the letter of encouragement, right? <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, I don't really have a lot more else to say. I, I will. There's a. Uh, I I kind of there's none of the supporters are really like too crazy in my eyes. Um, mm -hmm. They're kind of all um, meh. Meh. Uh, they like they have cool abilities, but like they are all very niche in where you would want to apply them. Um, the only one I think the best one of the bunch, I think, is Poppy. Uh, a little girl um, moved up to two energy from one of your Pokemon to another of your Pokemon. So energy switch times two is essentially what 
we were just talking about with letter of encouragement and vigor. Uh, it, it's just moving energy from the board to something else. So your energy accelerating to something that can use the energy this turn. My thing is like very oh, niche. This card is a supporter and you should just be putting the energy to what you want in the first place. Um, so it feels feels bad. I don't know if this card that card will ever really see play. Um I don't know, um, unless you have like some kind of hit and run like Pokemon that you can move the energy to after the. F I don't know. Um, That's what I mean, I I don't I don't necessarily think it's like I just didn't find it the best, most useful one. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Rhyme. I'm not a huge fan of. I'm not a uh, huge Gita. fan of Rhyme, but I think Rhyme is a little bit more playable. Um, so it's basically escape rope. Um, you know, draw three cards, which uh, switch out one of your opponent's active Pokemon with the bench. Obviously, your po your your opponent will choose that Pokemon. Um, and that's the only part I don't like about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I understand, but we've seen we've many times where like somebody will set up and only have one thing on their bench they're trying to protect. Um, but in like a escape rope comes up and does it. So I feel that Rhyme still has a little bit more viability. Draw three cards. Um, again, I feel like three is probably you know that's a kind of standard right now. Um, you know, draw three plus something else. Um, that plus something else is not horrible. Yeah, I guess. So I should. Yeah, that's the only one. Those are the only ones I really can think of. I'm just looking at the other ones really quick. I like yeah, nothing. Nothing really sticks out to me really from those trainers, other than the the letter to me and and the uh, the revenge punch. Those are the two I think that we'll see the most amount of play potentially. The other, the other, the other two, I, I just want to make like quick notes of because if 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 you could like sideboard in Pokemon, which you can't, so it's kind of like this is like weird to bring up, but Brassius would be awesome against Lost Box, like if you just like knew you were playing Lost Box or something like something that just always had a huge hand mm -hmm. because you're just drawing one more than your opponent's hand. Um, Oh, no, wait, no, I'm reading that wrong. Draw cards until you have one more card in your hand and you shuffle. Never mind. Brassius is bad. Uh, and then uh, Yida is great, but it's only great on turn two. Like, because you can't attack. And you accelerate two energies from your deck to your Pokemon. But as a stipulation of using Gita, Gita, you can't attack in general. I'm going to Gita that card away. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's just that's gonna yeet it into the binder. Get I, out of here! I'm sure whenever it gets a full art, it will be a, ch a chase card to a, a level. Uh, but yeah, that, that well, just don't. I them. don't feel that that's good enough. There's so much energy acceleration. Uh, you know, we talked a little bit right now um, about some of it, uh, but I feel like this is like one of the weakest ones. Anything that just ends your turn, um, not it great. doesn't. It doesn't end your turn. Oh, well, There's not allowed to attack. Basically, ending your turn, so you're gonna. I mean, I get it. it and <laughs> if you can't attack on a turn, uh, and you're using the supporter to do that, it's, it feels bad. That's why I said it's only like there's only, you only really want to ever do it turn two because, like, granted, like the best attack you might want to do is like Cluff or something like that. You're you're giving up that opportunity, but you're getting two energies attached, so you're getting three out on turn two, your turn one, um, it, which would be great. You but know what like, else I'd rather do? If you see that, if you see that any one, other turn, you see that any other turn, you're just like, I can't play this card. You know what else I'd rather do is play Professor's Research, uh, I, Iono, 
play uh, Judge, uh, I, Irma, the, anything. I would rather play any of those the, cards over this. All the Turbo Lost Box players are just sitting there like, I get three energy out on turn one all the time. What are you talking about? Like, yeah, I don't exactly. <laughs> just Mirage Gate is just infinitely better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm not a huge fan of the Sporters. Which is one of the main reasons why I feel like this is just a little lackluster to me as a complete set. But we shall see Charizard, if Charizard and what Charizard brings. Because basically this is this is a Charizard set in in and of it all of it. Right, right. Yeah, I'm definitely um on the same boat with you. I don't think I'm gonna go heavy into the set. I I did start collecting, you know, sealed products. So I think I'm gonna at least get two boxes, one to open, one to save. Um, just to get my master set of you know, Paldeo Evolved, uh, or Paldeo, whatever, uh Scarlet Violet kind of base set all the way through. Uh, but yeah, not super excited. Obviously, there are a few cards here or there that I definitely want to give um, you know, a go with, even if they're not their own archetypes. Yeah, for sure. All righty. I think that's going to do it for us this week. Um, you know, we have another week, I think one more week until Worlds, um, if yep. I'm not mistaken. So we'll probably go into a little bit more of a meta dive there, um, if anything has changed, which I don't know really if there has. Um, but yeah, excited for, you know, the upcoming week of Pokemon and, you know, to share it with you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks again for listening to the Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast. Uh, if, as always, if you could do us and future listeners a favor and leave us a like, a rating, or a review on whatever your podcast platform of choice is, it goes a long way to helping out the pod. Plus, Jake, where can you reach us directly? Yeah, you can get me at Pinux1 on Twitter, as well as Chuck at WatchWimsy. You can also reach us on Twitter for the whole Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast at Pit Pokepod. Thanks again, guys and gals. We'll see you all next time. See you later. Sonic Boom!